0: Hey, welcome back to Real You. It's Mark. Um, we talked uh, last time about vulnerability, transparency, what, I, and the point I was trying to make was um, I know it scares a lot of people, but I know I know we'll get there eventually because in the in the progression in the Book of Acts, church was Acts two. They were all in one place, one accord, and the natural progression was Acts two forty two was. They had all things in common, and they started meeting daily. And then in Acts chapter 4, <clears throat> the final progression was um, they were had all things common. They had one heart, one mind. They were refilled. They spoke the word, and the place was shaken, and they had all things in common. And they, I mean, it was just an. They had come a long ways. I'm just what I'm trying to say, and I'm not suggesting that you go tell everybody all your stuff and you try to be transparent and vulnerable with everybody. Uh, you'll learn who you can talk to and who you can't, and I think that's the issue. It's not that we don't want to be vulnerable and transparent with our stuff and our junk and open up and and just be real, but we just flat out don't know who to tell. And and the higher up, the more responsibility you have, whether at your work or office or whatever you just you don't even know who you, who do they talk to and who who you know who do the leaders confide in and but I'm encouraged because uh, this is kind of like um, where we're at as kingdom people is the natural progression of being real is now once you discover who you're not and who, who you really feel that you are and you're working through stuff and you just need someone to bounce ideas off of and talk to and trust and walk you through. And um I don't I don't suppose there's any other uh you know, I have a really good friend that um <clears throat> um been an amazing friend of mine for years and years and years and um I remember him telling me something the other day that his father had told him or his brother and he's and but I like the I like the um intensity of his uh heart here now his brother or let's say his brother told him something very intimate that he would never even tell his wife or whatever and my friend said you know what my my brother told me something that I will take to the grave with me and that's what we need we need some we need some sure enough take it to the grave friends um that won't judge you. Actually, will empathize with you because you can't. That's for another time. But you can't. You can't connect to who you, who you don't empathize with. And uh, sympathy is a boundary. Um, I'm just. A sympathy is I see your pain and I acknowledge it. But you know I'm gonna have to walk over here on the other side. And I'm I'm glad I'm not that way. That that's sympathy empathy is engaging in other suffering <clears throat> as if it was your own and trying to find solutions and um, if we loved each other as we loved ourselves, we wouldn't go around telling everybody everything we knew about everybody because we don't do it about our own self you see what i mean so if you told me something about you and i was empathetic and validated the feelings and felt it if I really loved you as I love myself, then I wouldn't tell anybody because I don't go around telling people my stuff very seldom if if you know some of my stuff, then you're a good friend of mine. that's just we'll just leave it at that but we we left off talking about proverbs eighteen nine when you're nineteen proverbs eighteen nineteen when brother offended is harder to be one than a walled city, and uh that's our natural reaction now when you get get to a place. Where you want to build Fences instead of boundaries Instead of walls I mean walls will trap you in And walls do a a lot of amazing things For example How do you know you're in a wall? How do you know you have walls around your heart? Okay Um, There's a good chance That there's a part of your life That no one knows about there's a good chance that you feel isolated and alone In <coughs> and, and and you can be alone and in a crowd that's that's a good sign that you've isolated yourself for safety and and understand that that's a that's not only a natural reaction that's a self presatory move that's probably necessary at the moment to keep you sane but let's don't live inside that walled city <coughs> Let's don't live with these walls around our heart Because we won't do our good or Ourself any good or anybody else Um and, and what happens is the very thing that you need Is love and light The thing that you crave and need You repel Because it can't get in People with love and light can't get close to you And so When you retreat Because of rejection you you all of a sudden begin to repel the very thing you need and um it's just not a very good place i can i can there's a handful of people coming up in my brain right now that i guarantee you have walls around their heart they're the greatest serving people in the world but you'll never you'll never feel like you ever had an intimate moment with them i mean as far as sharing heart to heart and and feelings about this that and the other I mean they'll, they'll talk about other people And other situations But they never get down to the core Of what's going on in their brain And when you retreat because of rejection um, What you need is acceptance But you can't get it Because you, re- you automatically repel The thing you need Because that wall is repelling Has a repelling agent It has a defense mechanism built in <coughs> That um, no one can go there and I was telling my friend over the weekend that, that I know that you don't willfully and consciously try to repel. But I told them that you you literally many times you re, you um, project you attract what you project. I mean, you you if if rejection is going on inside of you and hurt and pain, you're going to project this in a different way. You're going to attract the wrong kind of people. And um, and then the cycle continues. And you get hurt again. And and then you think you're in a real, really good relationship, or the f- people are real friendly, or they're real godly, or they're gonna help you, or whatever the case may be. And then you turn around and stab you in the back and do all this again, again, again. It reinforces your rejection. And at some point, you have to break the cycle. You have to own your feelings and you you have to choose to come out of isolation and and risk maybe even being hurt again by someone you trust and and it's a process you don't do it overnight it took me years and years to come to this place where i was willing to allow myself um, to be hurt again and matter of fact my bishop called me two or three years ago I was just really in a bad spot mentally and I just didn't really know what to do um, and he just said you know you still have a you still ha- have wounds that have yet to heal and you just won't let people in because you're afraid of getting cut again and hurt and he said but that's inevitable and when you need to you need to own the reality that that God is in all this He can work through it, and you're not dead, and you're still going. And so, when you make a decision, you know first you got to have the you got to recognize the symptoms. I mean, when when every relationship around you fails, when stuff goes wrong around you, that it's not the relationships around you, or the churches are all bad, or the preachers are all wrong, or the Christians aren't real that's really not the issue that's a deflection of the reality that you're living in a wall and you're the common denominator of all because you want to get yourself to a place the real you is not enslaved by the opinions of others i mean you you yeah people have opinions and they may hurt your feelings but they don't have to affect your heart and that's where i'm trying to get to and and we do that by having um fences Instead of walls Um, So many people are living within the walls And and I want to say again That people that we work with Probably that we live with um, But you're going to have to be very patient Um, When the walls of Jericho came down It was because there was a people That were willing for six days To walk in silence To walk around it which that tells me because the scripture says in proverbs eighteen nineteen the brother offended or the brother with a with a wall around his heart, the one who's been hurt, you don't have to be hurt by you, but you feel left out, you feel pushed out, you feel like you can't get close <clears throat> if you really want to be a healing agent to this person, then you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to learn to be silent and just walk around this wall and walk around this wall six days. And on the seventh day, they walked seventh time, and they shouted, and the wall came down. Um, what that tells me is, um, you know, the walls had to come down through a trust trust agent. But if you keep pressing this person to, to bring down the walls or whatever, you're going to have to serve your way and walk around in silence and allow God to do his work. Keep putting bugs in their ear and keep trying to... Reevaluate and reaffirm love and trust. Now on the other end, um, when you when you live in acceptance and approval, that's what you get. You project that, and that's the people around you. That's around you, and life becomes good. So life can come become very good for you very quickly if you if you own where you're at. You quit blaming everybody for your own dysfunction, which that's a hard one for me. I'm just being honest and just you got to take certain steps um it's it's possible that you go to a prayer meeting and walk away and all the walls are down it's possible because all things are possible in god but in my experience it's probably highly unlikely because that's a that's a that's a character thing that's a maturity thing that's a growing up kind of mature thing it's like being like christ and that's the thing that he wants you to be. <clears throat> and you're just going to have to walk the walk till you learn to do it. Um, I think what what we fail to realize is even as bad as we're hurt or, or disappointed or let down, we're still alive and kicking. We're still believing, still walking, still working, still loving. And we ought to realize that what what has come against us is can't, can't destroy us. I mean, we're still alive and kicking. But there's just some people... That just will not let stuff go, and it's a process. And what I do when I talk to them, um, my process to help people is um, to because I've been through so many different situations and experiences in my life, I can actually relate to a lot of people in a lot of ways. And my first, uh, my first pattern for engaging with someone is to try to relate to them in a way to to create. Uh, empathy in other words I validate those feelings you are valid in feeling the way you feel I validate it I I agree you have every right to be angry you have every right to be hurt you have every right but once that voice is heard then at some point I say but let, let's move on shall we I mean you're not the only one so then I try to engage them in the reality that we're not the only one and we just start taking these steps and so be aware of your own walls and the walls of others and let's let's have the courage to step out of the boat and it's the only ones you know i I think about peter stepping out of the boat once he stepped out of the boat i guarantee you he never heard a word of criticism or judgment or label or nothing it didn't mean nothing to him so um we'll come back again soon and we want to pick up where we left off and we're going to talk about fences and gates next